Welcome back to the transfer special episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Let's go straight into our strikers, MJ. I'm going to say who have we got, but you know, what superstars have we got? Should be a better way to put this. So in attack, Emma can choose from Sam Kerr, who's 27, Frank Kirby, who's 27, Peniel Harder, who's 28, and Beth England, who's 27. I'd say a heavily stacked area, you know, potentially the current World Player of the Year in Frank Kirby, you know, the last two winners in Kerr and Harder, the current Golden Boot winner for the WSL, our top scorer for the season before in Bethany, England. Um, Jane, you'd think this is the one position we're going to leave alone this summer, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think like this position and the goalkeeping position, I will be very shocked if we do get another attacker signed. There is obviously the rumours of Lauren James come in which will I don't see why we need another forward player when you've got them four and there's always one that is left on the bench for a game so for us to try and rotate them four bringing more players in in that position is just going to make Emma's job harder yeah Rob Jane mentioned obviously Lauren James yeah there's rumours don't go away um, every time she posts she's coming down to London obviously to see her family people think she's signing for Chelsea um yeah. I was impressed by her during the game at Kings Meadow when she was on the left. Um, I felt she could do a you know, very good job in that role on a 4 2 3 1. Do you think you know mm. the age of the strikers are all 27 or 28, sort of looking for the future and you know, maybe taking a bet that Lauren James is going to reach a similar level? I think there's a couple of things with the Lauren James aspect of it. Firstly, um, she is without a doubt the best young English attacker to me apart from maybe Emily Salmon um, at the moment. Number two, it is a, having spoken to people that like know the fan player and the family very well, it is a location aspect thing. She wants to be closer to the family. And number three, it's a unique marketing opportunity for Chelsea to have two siblings playing for the club, being, you know, top young players and going to become top players on both sides of it. She is herself, again, also a Chelsea fan. So I think, you know, this one is likely to happen. Um, from what I understand, it's now more of a case of the financial side of it and also United sorting out a replacement at their end. Uh, whether it's the right move or not for the player, I'm not sure, because I think she needs regular minutes. Um, but sort of time will sort of tell in that regard, I suppose. Again, Manchester United will have Alessia Russo back next season and they will hope she is, you know, able to stay fit because she's very, very, you know, well-regarded and again, may end up being the one that got away from a Chelsea perspective, potentially, in the future. But I think it then adds a ripple effect because you then have to look at the other positions and say, OK, well, if you've got one coming in, you expect one to go out somewhere. Um, there are, you know, rumours around Gura Wrighton, rumours around Beth England. I haven't seen anything around Erin Cuthbert, but I'm sure, you know, if she became available, there'd be clubs interested I'm not suggesting that I think she would. I think she's probably, out of those two, the most stable. So to me, it's probably pointing to one of England or right and leaving. I know Beth England wants to stay, but it's difficult. She has, however, got a long contract. And I know Sam Kerr still hasn't extended until further than the end of next season. So maybe the club can hedge the bets, see if Beth will go on loan for a year somewhere to play regular minutes and then have her ready to come back in if Sam Kerr, you know, isn't going to extend. Yeah, we're going to sort of come back another day and do some sort of who's going to stay, who's going to go for the squad. Um, 
Mia, I want to talk to you about Penilla uh, Harder, who, as you said last season, signed to win Chelsea in the Champions League. Obviously, that didn't quite happen. Uh, she had a couple of good chances, missed in the final. Uh, people were a bit upset with her, but, you know, do you feel there's, there's more to come from her? And how does Emma Hayes get the more out of her? Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is uh, this is a topic that we are going to have different opinions uh, on. And I think it's like this also. Um, we have to remember that Magda and Penilla just signed a contract that uh, is due in 2023. So... Um, it's it's not, has nothing to do about them being happy at Chelsea or, or something like that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they both left next summer, um, because they they might want to try uh, another league in another country. Uh, that's one aspect of it. But I I think I know that uh, since I've been I've been seeing Penilla Harder play football since 2012. Uh, of course, no uh, no one has seen the best of her yet. And I think it's about, you know, coming in this time, she will have a full preseason uh, with Chelsea. Um, if she is a starter um, in a starting eleven, which I would be very surprised if she wasn't, she's going to play uh, from start this season to come. And that will probably uh, sort things out. But I still am... I still agree with with many uh, of the opinions that I don't think that a four four two formation for Pernille Harder is is the best um, uh, way to to get the best out of her. Uh, just like I don't think that G is not a player that should play uh, as a defensive midfielder in front of Jonah Anderson because mm -hmm. we all have seen what that has. Uh, led, yeah, led up to as well. Out, out of interest, if Chelsea brought in a another defensive midfielder and could play a three-four-three, no, four-three-three. Sorry, with two defensive midfielders, would you want Harder in the front three, or would you want her as the other midfielder in the roaming number ten role? No, in the front three, I think a four-three-three. It depends also because Chelsea English football is not about uh, that free role we are talking about. Uh, if you give a player, if you if you watch the Frauen Bundesliga or, or um, Primera Ibadrola and even the Swedish league where Pernille Harder really bounced off her career, that was a free role. She could do whatever she wanted. So talk about. A free role, yeah. I, I don't know what a free role is in English football because I think the culture and the and you know the history of English 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 football is more structured. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because obviously Penilla Harder uh, is uh, intelligent and have been following Chelsea long enough to. Uh, but then we come down to to this. I mean, um, we we come back to this uh, thing that happened. Uh, in the two legs uh, versus Wolfsburg and, and Bayern. Because then, I said it uh, before those games as well, you have another chance to fix what was not right uh, from the first leg to the second leg.
but in in a Champions League final, you don't have that chance. You have to, uh, and and then I I can say, okay, was it is G uh, a midfielder that should play to um, protect a fullback that we know isn't uh, top level for for that uh, occasion. Uh, I think players and formation should be used um, in European top football, not uh, necessarily in the WSL because that that it works. But in top level European football, you have to be able to change formations or use the players uh, where they are at their best. Uh, because Frank Kirby and Sam Kerr, I, I don't necessarily think that they were outstanding in, in the final of the Champions League, but they have been outstanding in the English League and in the Continental Cup. Yeah, I think you need almost two Chelsea teams, one for the WSL and then you know, another one that you yeah. use, another mentality using European football. Um, exactly. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think that's where we, at the moment, we're a bit behind Barcelona. And the Barcelona can afford to basically rotate two entire 11s. They've got an 11 that are plenty good enough to win the Spanish League. I've said my opinion on the Spanish League before. It's still not changed. I think the lesser teams in the Spanish League are still worse than the lesser teams in WSL. But the top teams in the Spanish League, I think, are on are still on a par with, um, you know, top sides, but they're still a long way behind Barcelona. In the same way in the French League, there is Lyon and PSG ahead of absolutely everyone else, and no one else is getting near them. And in WSL, I don't think we're ever going to be afforded that. I don't think we're ever going to see a spot where, say, us or City or Arsenal or United ever, you know, surge ahead of everyone else because of the level of investment being so equal at all of the sides, or at least in theory, should be equal. Um, I think, you know, once we get to a point now, if we start looking at the side, I think you nowadays could say we've maybe got half of the squad maybe three quarters of a squad where you could rotate it in into WSL and win most WSL games. But it's about having this final extra, you know, if we bring in, as I said earlier, that world-class extra right-back option, which means you can push Charles into left-back and then as sort of the cover at left-back. Um, and then you've got, you know, Carter as a cover option. If you bring in that extra centre-back so that you can rest Magda and Millie if they need a break before a big game to stop injuries, if you've got that extra midfielder that you can bring in for the big games, it's about, for me now, bringing in the right quality around the squad rather than just padding it with players unnecessarily. Because if we really want to take a punt on a player, in my view, you, you know, there's good, sort of, you know, good young players in the academy and they deserve a shot. Because so far, I will say, uh, when I've watched Georgia Fox and Beaver Jones, Beaver Jones looks a bit raw, but you can see the quality is there. And Georgia Fox looks excellent. She looks like a really, really good player. What impresses me about Fox is she looks very um, composed on the ball and very calm. And that can only be a top asset in a young player. Yeah, obviously, they weren't mentioned in, in the squad list because they're not on, on Chelsea's squad list on the page. But they did play a part last season, largely due to the fact that um, there was no academy football for them, number one. And, and number two, you know, the, the squad, I believe, is short of, of depth to, to fill the bench. So, you know, as you know, was mentioned, you know, filling that squad out with squad players may be the role that the route they take. However, I think they do need to be a bit ruthless and say, you know, we love Sophie Ingle, but we need a better defensive midfielder. 
you know, we love the fullbacks, but, you know, as we see in the final, the quality was not there. So we need, you know, better quality there as well. But we'll see what Emma and Chelsea do. I think the investment's there for sure. Um, whether or not they get the right signings remains to be seen. But let's sort of give our sort of our dream signing and our realistic signing. And so, for example, if I had a dream signing, it would be uh, Caroline Graham Hansen because she's Caroline Graham Hansen, so she's a dream. Uh, realistic, yeah, I think is Bon Matty. I think she's going to be available. I think England's going to go to to Barcelona from Wolfsburg. That potentially frees her up. I think it's between us and is it Leon that she was rumoured with. So we'll see. Um, Jane, I'll come to you first because you're first on the screen. Um, one player I'd like to see Chelsea is Chloe Kelly. I just like the way she she's like played at Man City. Obviously, she's picked up that injury. I was looking forward to her hoping to go to the Olympics to see how she got on there. Mm. So, yeah, I'd love to see her. And I think that could be a potential signing Chelsea do make in the future. Um, I don't really know about another signing. I didn't really think about it. See if it comes to you. We'll go, we'll go to Mia. Yeah, I'll have a think. <laughs> yeah, a dream signing uh, would be, um, I think, Mapilion from Barcelona, was, the centre-back. Yeah, that's who I was going to say as well. Yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, that, that would be a, a dream signing. Realistically, I think that, um, I don't think there is um, too many players uh, available this summer. Um, but I, yeah, I just say Bon Mati as well. Um, I think it's it's realistically, like Rob said, that uh, players will leave Barcelona um, because they have won it all and they want a new challenge. Um, so, yeah, Rob, we'll come to you. you. You've got to pick a different dream player. I'm sorry, but you can have the no, same realistic the, one if, if that's the case. No, that that's fine. I I mean the the dream player in that case, then I'll go for Lena Oberdorf because I think if you bring in. Lena Urbadorf and you can keep her sort of happy at the club. You've got the sort of I think who will end up being the best defence midfielder in world in sort of well, over the next 10 years. And it is the again, I don't like drawing comparisons to the men's game, but it's the sort of thing where if you're sort of looking at a player when Chelsea signed Kai Harvitz last year on the fact that it came a situation where he was available and the talent was known to be there. And although it was viewed they overpaid, you know, over time it's going to prove to be worth it. Um you know, with Elberdorf, I think you have to pay a lot of money at this moment in time. But I think you would either you move her on in a few years' time and you get a huge transfer fee for her, because I think that will, you know, only continue to inflate as well. Or alternatively, you um, sort of uh, you have the top player in that position for X number of years. Um, as for a realistic signing, I'll go for, yeah, I'll go for my Myla TCA, sort of a good option, can play across. Uh, the defence is only going to get better. Has had a stellar first sort of you know year in WSL and as impressed as a very good defender in a side that don't necessarily keep the most clean sheets in Brighton. And I think if you have that and you put them alongside you know Magda Eriksson, that suddenly is going to be infinitely better for the player and they're just going to gain confidence. And the age as well is on you know the side, so it's creating that long term replacement as well. Yeah, interesting choices. Jane, last chance. Emma's on the phone right now. 
I've got to tell her who you want to sign. <laughs> I can't think. I can't think of anyone like off the top of my head. So I'm just gonna have to say Chloe Kelly. <laughs> okay, fair enough, Emma. We're happy with that. Um, please bear in mind that today is Sunday, the 20th of June, 2021. Um, so when you listen to this, it might not be that date anymore. Um, and some players might have been sold, some players might have been signed that we haven't mentioned or we've mentioned to sign and they sign for somebody else. Um, we don't have a crystal ball. If we did, we'd tell you everything that's going to happen, uh, apart from the lottery numbers, which I'm going to keep to myself. Um, right, and I think that is all we've got time for this week. Um, we'll be back next time, probably to look at the current Chelsea squad and decide which players we want to sell, which players we want to keep, which players we potentially want to loan. Um, if you haven't signed up to our Patreon yet, then please do so. That's where you're going to hear all this content over the summer first, including a series of interviews this summer, which we'll give you the details of very, very soon. Um, all that leads me is to thank you know, Jane. Always a pleasure. I'm excited to see what comes, who comes in this summer and what Chelsea do with their squad. Yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see what, what signings we bring in, who goes out and what Emma's sort of like starting 11 will be next season yeah and also what we do this summer that's also very exciting but um us, us yeah lots now. of exciting things to come yeah Mia always a joy and a delight to have you on um thanks so much for, for joining us and giving your insight into not just the Swedes but you know European players in general thank you and Rob, I, hope you don't, I hope you don't freeze to freeze too much in England Otherwise, you can always summer. come to Sweden and, and get some summer heat. If there was on the green list, I think we could we could yeah. make, make the flight, but um, they don't like us going abroad at the minute. Yeah, uh, Rob, yeah, thank you so much. You definitely proved your worth over the course of the episode uh, and got that contract extension for sure. I'm d- delighted. Yeah, no, it's always good to sort of you know, chew the fat and chat about it. And again, it's nice to know that when I was. T- you know, I consider me to be an expert when it was the fact that we both, you know, had the idea of the same dream signing. That to me is, you know, a big, big credit. I can go to bed happy tonight. Yeah, frame that and put it on the wall, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, let us know sort of your dream players, the players you want to see Chelsea sign. You can do that on social media, mainly on Twitter. We're at Moking Meadow. I'm at D Mears. James at Jane Chapel X. Uh, Mia is at Mia underscore Erickson and Rob is at RJP Journalism. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Winston and Kings Meadow. And don't forget, of course, if you want to hear this content first and foremost, you need to be on Patreon. Um, you know, the details are going to be in the description for the episode. So make sure you check it out. Um, yeah, keep in touch. Let us know what you want to see Chelsea do. Uh, but until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying. Man.